quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. Hi, this is Representative Derek Kilmer uh, from Washington State 6th District welcoming you back to my podcast called Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer. Today I'm sitting down with Representative Will Hurd from Texas's 23rd District. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me on. I want to know, can you say that title three times really fast? You know what? You're going to love this one. This gets posted. Um, we actually have a theme song for my podcast now, and it's my um, seven-year-old daughter singing the phrase, Quick <laughs> Questions About Congress with Kilmer. That's awesome. It's incredibly That's awesome. cute, um, although I'm biased because she's my kid. Huh. Um, tell me about Texas 23. You're like half of Texas, right? Uh, a quarter, okay. a quarter. So it, it goes from San Antonio, which is my my hometown, home of the San Antonio Spurs, Go yeah. Spurs Go. And it goes all the way to El Paso. So that's 29 counties, two time zones, 820 miles of the border. It actually takes um, 10 and a half hours to drive from one corner of my district to the other at 80 miles an hour, That's which is which is actually the speed limit in, in most of the district. But my chief of staff found out this weekend that it's not the speed limit in all of the districts. <laughs> <laughs> so, the hard yeah, way? Yeah, the hard way. Right. The hard way. So is, um, is your, I mean, with a district that's that big and that diverse, is, is it known for anything in particular? Or? Well, San Antonio is, is, you know, most people don't realize that San Antonio is the seventh largest city in, in the country. Right. Um, and people know it as Military City USA. We yeah. have five military bases there. Um, when you look at uh, other parts of the district, I have Big Bend National Park, mm-hmm. uh, which is the largest national park in, in the United States. And then also in a, in a town called Del Rio, we have a 4,000-year-old rock art. It's some of the best examples of rock art in the world, and it's in a 300 documented locations. And there's still places that we haven't we haven't uh, found, and and we're still trying to figure out who did it, you know. And we refer to the people that did this rock art as the the, the people west of the Pecos, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure that's not what they called themselves. Yeah. Right? And, and we're we're still learning that out. So it, it's a great it, it's it's a great part of the world. Yeah. I, so I have visited your district a few years back. I got a group of buddies from college that we occasionally take what we call the mancation. And we went to <laughs> San Antonio and um, had the best guacamole of my life. It was uh, fantastic. You know, it, it is. And I hope you had breakfast tacos while yeah, you were there. Totally. Um, that, that's important. Well, me and my buddies, we call them baby moons. You know, <laughs> we get to uh, the guys get to go on a trip right before the, the wives have uh, have a baby. I don't know how we worked that out, <laughs> but but we did. That's that's some pretty good bipartisan negotiation. I think. So and you grew up in your district, right? I did. I was born yeah. and raised in San Antonio. My my folks um, still live in the house I was born into. Yeah. My my brother and sister live there. All my closest friends are these knuckleheads I've known since I was 13 years old, and we yeah. all played freshman basketball together. Uh, so it really is for me. It's home. So tell me how you got into public service. Well, it was kind of a round and about way. I um, I went I went to school at Texas A and M, got a degree in computer science, and right when I graduated, I went into the CIA, mm-hmm. and so I was the dude in the back alleys at four o'clock in the morning collecting intelligence on threats to the homeland, and I did uh, two years in in the D.C. area at what I used to call our super secret CIA training facility called the Farm. Mm-hmm. Now it's on Google Maps. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, w- I wish that was a joke, yeah. right? And then I did two years in India, two years. 
Pakistan, two years in New York, and then a year and a half in Afghanistan. And in addition to collecting intelligence, I had to brief members of Congress. And um, look, honestly, if I hadn't met guys like you, guys like uh, women like Kathy McMorris Rogers, folks like Mac Thornberry, I'd probably still be in the CIA. But that was not who I was exposed to. And I thought um, there were decisions being made that was impacting what um, my colleagues and I were doing. And so I decided to move from Kabul, Afghanistan to San Antonio, Texas and run for Congress. And I, and I lost my first I lost my first election by 700 votes. Mm. And what made it even worse is uh, for the next couple of weeks being at the grocery store, I ran into 740 people that forgot to vote. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wrote those names down. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> and call them. The yeah. Next call time. the next yeah. time. Right? They were the first yeah. ones to get the email. But then then the opportunity came in 14 and, and I said, hey, I, I think, you know, I got one more in me and, and the rest is history now. How's the transition been? You, you've got a more unusual transition than a lot of people who came out of a, either local government or state government. It's still weird. So when I was in the CIA, I was undercover. And it's still weird. Even though I say those three letters a dozen times a day, it, it's still weird saying it out, out loud. And, you know, I, um, when I was in the CIA, you know, social media was just starting to become a thing. Yeah. And we didn't use it. Because we didn't want anybody to know who we were, what we were doing, and so now you know using now you those use tools. all of it. <laughs> we'll heard maybe yeah. the um, the biggest social media icon in uh, in Congress. Well, you know, look, it, it is it is a great way um, to connect with people, and and I also think it humanizes us mm-hmm. when when the folks that we represent or folks around the country um, see us, you know, um, you know eating cake or talking with buddies or hanging out with your family and, you know, getting a huge smile on your face when your son or daughter does something cute and funny. Um, they realize that this, this really isn't champagne wishes and caviar dreams, right? And that we're just like everybody else that we're trying to represent. Well, um, do you have a favorite uh, pl- social media platform? All the social media platforms are excellent and a great way to connect. But I, I really enjoy I really enjoy Snapchat um, because one when I tell when I tell younger folks I'm on Snapchat they they kind of you have street cred they, I do yeah. I do they, they they actually I don't know if I have street cred they laugh right <laughs> and and I'm about to turn forty so I still think I'm you know I'm a young guy and yeah. but to a 19 year old forty seems like a long ways away yeah. and it, and it really is um, it really is a way to be candid and to try to communicate a point in 10 seconds yeah. um, is not easy, but it, it's actually it's helped as I you know talk about the issues that we're working on around the around the, the country. Talk about some of those issues. What, what I'm curious, what spurred you to run, and uh, in terms of issues, and and you know, kind of what you're working on here. Well, what what, what spurred me to run is national security. That's my background. That's my passion. Um, that's the stuff that I enjoy working on. And so, so I thought I'd be able to bring a, a perspective to that. And and we work on that. What is, and 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 with my background in, in computer science, I do a lot of, on the area of of cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we become known for up here is the IT procurement guy, right? You know, when I was You sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> when I was in the Hindu Kush mountains in a in a sleeping bag mm-hmm. and thinking about running for Congress, uh, IT procurement was not a phrase that was on my mind or my right. lips, right? But but here's what's crazy. The federal government spends over 90 billion dollars a year on IT on buying IT goods and services and 75% of that 
is supporting old systems. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. That's outrageous. And if you change the way uh, the government buys services, you change the services that it can ultimately be providing. Why do you have to go to the post office to get your passport renewed? Mm-hmm. You should be able to from the comfort of your own home. And so, so that's something we spend, and it helps with cybersecurity. And then our bill that we've been working on together when it comes to the national parks. I have seven national parks in my district. Uh, we've talked about this. When I was a kid, I didn't go to national parks. But now that I've had the exposure to them, I want to make sure that they're around for the next hundred years. And, and it's, a great, it's a great thing that many of us, like you, I know you care about. I tell your story about how you grew up in the, in the shadow of, yeah. of a famous national park you're, you're, as a youngster. Um, that's, that's been really one of those things that I've, I've truly enjoyed uh, being involved in since I've been up here. Uh, when you came to Congress, anything that surprised you? You know what surprised me? So, so the, first, the first day... I had to do something at a subcommittee. I had to speak, and I was introducing something. And a, my a Democratic colleague on the, on the committee, like, ripped me up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. And when it was over, he, like, puts his arms around me. He's like, hey, your office is around the corner, right? He's like, let me tell you what you need to do to be successful up here. And we become, like, great friends. And I, I, think, I think despite the the what you see on television and and read in the newspapers about how things we we are it's it's super hyper partisan up here dc is indeed a circus but the 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 way individuals member members interact with each other incredibly kind towards each other mm-hmm. and i think if if we were able to show more of that um to the american people i think folks would be um feel better about their government yeah I think that's true. I always say what's astonishing to me is on an individual basis, there's a lot of really impressive and good mm-hmm. people with good he- hearts and good heads. And in the aggregate, it's a mess. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and we got to get, you know, honestly, doing stuff like this together is great. And I'm, I'm glad that you do it um, because you introduce um, you know your your constituents and your listeners um, to people that are like, hey, you know, that's that's a normal person, and we actually agree on eighty yeah. percent. And so, if we focus more on what actually united us and what divided us, uh, we'd be in, we'd, we'd be in a better place. And and so, I, I think our, our our country deserves it, and the people we represent deserve that. Is there anything that you think uh, Congress should focus more on? You know, I, I, I say all the time that sometimes some of the issues we talk about up here are not what's talked about back home. For sure. And, and, and until we bridge that divide, um, our, our approval as an organization is going to be low. Right? I think it's like, you know, it's like eight or nine percent, something like that. And, yeah. you know, the, the and the, like half of that is our family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but but so 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 what are those issues that that affect people every single day? Sure. And and I and, and it's the classic pocketbook issues, right? It's um, everybody wants to put food on the table, a roof over their head, and make sure the people that they care about are healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And when we focus on those issues, and when we articulate how these piece of legislation what we're working on um, impacts that, then people are excited. You know, whenever I'm home, I always talk about, I'm like, okay, raise your hand if you've heard of the ESSA. Nobody raises their hand. And I would say, okay, if you have a kid or a, a, a grandkid in school, 
raise your hand. And then, of course, everybody raises their hand. And it yeah. was something that we passed, bipartisan piece of legislation that changed the way we educate our kids in the United States of America. Big things do happen up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but a lot of folks don't hear about that. Yeah. And connecting policy to human beings is something that doesn't always happen well in these yeah. marble buildings. I no, think I, right. absolutely. And, and be out. Look, like I did 29 counties. I did 400 events in the last two years. And um, it is it, part of it is making sure that you're engaging and talking about these mm-hmm. these issues, and, and people pre- appreciate that. Uh, any highlights in your time here so far? Ooh, highlights, highlights. Um, since I've been in Congress, you know, I I, I will I, I'll say this, and, and you're probably the same. Um, when you're able to help somebody, yeah, in a very clear way, it's awesome. Right. Um, early on, we we had this young lady come to us. She was 76 years old. Her husband had passed away um, a year before. He was a veteran. She was supposed to be getting uh, benefits as a spouse of a veteran. She wasn't getting them. She was going to have to like leave her home. It was a mess. And we were able to come in and help sort that out. Right? Mm-hmm. We had a, another woman who um, left college a semester from graduating because she had a daughter that had some severe uh, mental health issues, and and the the daughter w- passed away when she was 24, and she they never expected her to live beyond the age of three, mm-hmm. and she had accumulated all this debt and hadn't been able to pay her her. Her, her her student loans back, and we were able to help find her support where she was able to stay in her home and do things. You know, it, it's just when you're when you're able to help someone in that way, yeah. it's 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 really awesome. And so those are many of the experiences that that I remember, yeah. and that when you know I'm long gone from this place, those are the things that I'm going to think about uh, when I think about my time back up here. So when um, I, I have the same experience for, mm-hmm. the, for, the, for that matter, I think that a lot of the engagement with our constituents, particularly when you can help, mm-hmm. it's, it's so tangible. Mm-hmm. It really, it really mm-hmm. is. And, and, you know, it's like that's why you put up with, you know, being away from your families and being on, on planes uh, longer than you are at your home, um, you know, dealing with some of the partisan fights that you have to up here. Because we actually are able to to make a difference in people's lives, yeah. and and when you know that, then it, it gives you the strength to go th- to deal with some of the drama and, and some of the nonsense. So you mentioned being on planes. I'm always curious what your commute is like. So if, if, when tomorrow we finish votes mm-hmm. at say 12:30, right. what's your what's the rest of your day look like? So so I will. I'm, I'm a loyal Southwest um, Airlines flyer, right? And and because I travel so much, I'm always a 16. And usually if I'm not A16, I always ask who's A16, like, how many miles did you do last year? Because they did a lot, right? <laughs> and there's apparently Southwest does this thing where they have, like, their top 10 flyers. Yeah. They do a dinner for them, you know? And, and I don't know if I want to be do in that group. Yet? Yeah, You're no, not I'm not yet. there. I'm not yeah, there yeah. yet. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, right? Uh, so, so, so two weekends a month, I fly to San Antonio. Okay. And there is a direct flight from Baltimore. So it takes three and a half hours, sometimes right. four. And then it's about a a thirty minute drive to my home from the airport, mm-hmm. um, and usually it's late. Um, and then I'll do several events um, throughout the district. And then I also fly into Midland, mm-hmm. which then means I have to go through Dallas, which is a six hour trip. Or uh, then another weekend I'll go to El Paso, which is another six hour trip. 
and do meetings and events in those parts of the district. Just to get to those other parts of the Just district. Just to get to those wow. other parts of the district, yeah. So, what, do you do, uh, what do you do on the plane? Uh, so if it's, if it's 8 to 5, um, I, I'm usually working. I'm, I'm reviewing for the week. Um, and, but if it's after five, what I'll do is I'll watch a movie. You know, I love, I love watching movies. I watch so many movies. That means I watch bad movies, you know? And so, uh, so that's, that's a nice, you know, I usually read my entertainment weekly and then. And a subscriber since the beginning. (laughs) It really is, you know? (laughs) So, so what do you read first in entertainment weekly? Movie reviews. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I always turn it to the back and do the little oh, the target, bullseye. the bullseye. Yeah, that hasn't right? been there forever, but yeah. yeah. You know, I, I love that part, and then I love the quotes. You know, they always I have like, like yeah. some fun quote. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my, you know, one of my highlights of Congress would be if 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 one of my tweets was like listed as the top tweet of, tweet of the week at Entertainment Weekly. That that would be that would mean we'd make it big time. Since I asked you about your commute, I got to ask about. Your commute to Washington D.C. with Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> right? Right. Just tell folks about this. It's like so. So for folks who didn't follow this, tell. So so Beto represents El Paso, and I represent the the community around El Paso. And he was the only Texan on the VA committee for about four years until a, a new um, person that just came in, Jody Arrington. And um, I had asked him to come to San Antonio to meet with some of my veterans groups. And we had three meetings. First meeting. Uh, my flight to D.C. got canceled because of a imp- impending blizzard. Second meeting, Beto says, hey, let's drive to D.C. so we can get to work on time. And the third meeting, I said, okay. And and I found out later that Beto never thought I'd say okay. And so 1,700-mile trip, 36 hours, 31 hours in the car, 29 hours live streamed. And it was uh, it it was fun, and we and we we took questions. It was all on Facebook Live, and so you know it was a I, I, we we you took, still have you it. Took, I know you took uh, music requests. Too. We took music yeah. requests. You had some I got good my Johnny ones. Cash. Yeah, in, you man. got it in. You know, we we have a Spotify playlist uh, based on based <laughs> on the trip. So if, if you want to if you want to check it out, um, but no, we we it was um, you know. We we still haven't heard back from Guinness Book of World Records whether it was the the longest rolling town hall in history. That's fantastic. Um, but but it, look, it, one of the things that was great, and I, I I don't care where you are on the political divide, conservative or liberal, people made it very clear to us that bipartisanship was not a dirty word, mm-hmm. and that we can disagree without being disagreeable. And it was, it really was a, a fun experience. It was fun hearing from people, you know, all over, all over the country. And I, you know, um, we stopped at Gibson's Donuts in Memphis, and uh, she's always, you know, hitting me up on on social media, be like, let us know where we can send the next donuts. <laughs> um, so it was, it really was, um, it was a, a great experience. If donuts are part of the deal, I may have to do that. <laughs> um, I we always end this. Um, I too am a big movie buff. My first job was working in a video store okay. in my hometown, okay. so I always like to know. It's not fair to ask what your favorite movie yeah. is, but is there a, a few that are like the standout, like? If you're flipping channels and it's on, you're not you're not flipping to the next channel for sure. Uh, Gladiator nice. is one of them. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, there is um, um, the movie with um, it's with with um, Liam Neeson's 
uh, Liam Neeson's Liam Neeson. Um, uh, what, King, Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven oh, yeah. is is. I thought an, you were going to uh, say Taken because you do have a very take particular it, you know, st- have, set of skills. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Key and Pill's rendition of uh, Liam Neeson's. That's like one of the best skits yeah, on on TV. And uh, a, a third one that if I if it's on, honestly, a new one that if it comes on, I will always Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. That is, good, huh? Uh, it's so good. All right, I it, see it's it. so good. And so uh, so that will definitely go into you know when it's on TBS. On a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, I'm leaving it on. Fantastic! All right. Well, well what um, are yours? My so uh, Star Wars is a whole nother category okay. for me. Gotcha. I put that in a separate category. Um, so, how do you feel about Force Awakens? Do you feel do I you feel it, yeah. like it kept with the I'm narrative? In. I'm, I'm of fully this? bought in. Okay, no, I'm, I, I'm, I enjoyed it too, but yeah. I got into some debates this weekend saying yeah. it, it, it was out. It was a good movie, but outside the Star still Wars, still in the pantheon gotcha, for me. Gotcha. And then for me. Uh, uh, Godfather, Field of Dreams, Princess Bride. Oh, those are some classics. Those are uh, Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, I, you know, when they're drinking that beer after they've tarred that roof, you know, it's like it's just like a pure sense of like, man, this is this is heaven. And so, such a good we, movie. We got to go to Zay Watanehu then sometime. <laughs> you know, uh, go see next, the tree. Yeah. I want to see the tree. <laughs> the uh, I, I I just succeeded, and I'll I'll end with this. So my um. I share an apartment here with my neighboring congressman, Denny Heck. For six months, I've been tra- we were talking about hidden gem movies, movies that maybe you've never even heard of. And my hidden gem for him was a movie called Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. It was from the early 90s. And last night, I got him to watch it after six months of begging. So, uh, so when I see him on the floor, I'm going to be like, man, I saw this great movie last night and see, <laughs> and see how he responds. Please do. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks again. Thanks Thank for you. being with me.